0: Sleeping in bed No more back thinking Time for thinking ahead The world has changed so very much From what it used to be There's so much hatred War and poverty Oh, oh, oh. Wake up all the teachers Time to teach a new
1: Yes, sir, you better get them up, get them going. It's B&E with you on a Tuesday. we got a lot to do. Busy morning, SEC Media Days, day one in the books, day two to come. News made yesterday, plenty of it from Commissioner Greg Sankey and uh, Jimbo Fisher in the uh, center of attention there with Texas A&M. Today, the uh, two-time defending national champion Georgia Bulldogs will take center stage in Nashville. We'll dive in there. Texas Longhorn News as well. Uh, Football news there. Also some baseball news for the Longhorns. They're trying to round out that roster for 2024 for David Pierce. Very active coming out of that week with the NFL uh, MLB draft and all the news that came from there. Uh, That is to come as well. Also, uh, some basketball. We've got uh, plenty to do to start your Tuesday morning. Appreciate you being there. Wherever you find us, big uh, big conversations to come. Four hours begins right now. We appreciate you finding us. Wherever you do, could be on 104.9 on the FM dial, 1019. Also, always there for you on AM 1260. And streaming digitally on your Horn app. Take us wherever you go all summer long, all the time, on your smartphone. Also, on your smart speaker at home and work. And always, Mr. Godbolt, uh, right there at our website, on our Twitch channel, 24-7, 365 at hornfm.com.
0: Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cavazos, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much to you and your families. Thank you, thank you, thank you, folks. Please be careful out there.
1: And you had a long day yesterday. You did yes, this did. show. You were on with Isaiah Collier yesterday in the midday because Chad Hastings is uh, enjoying a vacation. And then uh, he played poker last night. A little poker action. Yeah. Getting back with was, the boys, the getting Texas Getting back with cheaters. the boys. I
0: hadn't seen them all for a while, and it was... Uh, was that? Not a profitable night for me. It was, it was Ooh. hit and miss, and get used and abused, and faked out, and poker faced in the whole works. Oh, do you have a tell? I oh, just twenty bucks. That's all. can they read
1: your, your body language? Oh no, or are was, you careful with oh, that. Oh
0: yeah, somebody was who was it that was beside me? Yes, um, a few guys were telling me I it just was in my eyes last night. I mean, what do you mean they were closed because I was trying to fall asleep there? <laughs> I was. I don't think you could see my eyes last night. Did you? Uh, did you win the Powerball last night? Did anybody? anybody win? Do we got I don't a winning know. ticket?
1: I have no clue. I don't know. I haven't seen anything on that yet. Nine hundred mil. Nine hundred mil on the line last night for the Powerball on a Monday night. Uh, I think the Mega Millions is coming up this week, which is big too.
0: It's in the six hundred, seven hundred. Million range.
1: Now, there was some good stuff on TV last night. A Good Ranger Rays matchup. The uh, best two teams in the American League. We're going at it in Arlington. Ended in a thriller. Also Shohei Otani with a big home run at Yankee Stadium last night. But also, I flipped it on last night, Buck, and I was watching something on ESPN called Pogo Palooza. I don't know if you have, if you guys saw this hmm. at poker night. Have you ever jumped on a pogo stick? I have. Like a pogo stick back in the day. Ty, have you ever done a pogo stick? I have. Or tried. Yeah, apparently this is the World Championships of Pogo, and they were on wow. ESPN last night. Pogapalooza. Like Man, these, got, these that these be awesome devils. to actually see that go. Yeah, it's in Pittsburgh, it says. And I didn't know that's where it was. I was watching for a little bit, and I'm like, well, this is weird. But, you know, Pogo sticks, and they're jumping over things and doing backflips and uh, all the stuff you would imagine. Okay, you and I are somebody on a Pogo stick just trying to keep our balance and keep going. These dudes oh, yeah. are doing, like, uh, 360s and... Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pogo Palooza. The World Championships of Pogo on display in Pittsburgh, PA. Uh, so maybe you could find that if you're if you're looking for the ex-Pogo stunt team uh, putting on a show. Uh, that was part of your TV watching last oh, night. Oh, those kids. Oh, those kids. Yeah, they are daredevils for sure. So that was what was going last night. Um, let's get to the other headlines of the morning. It's a, it's a Tuesday, and there's a lot happening, actually, in the world of college football. Let's get you caught up. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Start with the college football conversation. And obviously, plenty of change and transition going on right now in the big money realm of college athletics recent years and of, of late. Well, that change officially now involves the Texas and Oklahoma football rivalry, with official word yesterday from both schools that the, the yearly October matchup at the Cotton Bowl is now going to be called the Allstate Red River Rivalry. Traditionally and dubbed originally and traditionally dubbed as the Red River Shootout, game now carries the new sponsor, new brand. This year's game will be set for October the seventh. The All State Red River Rivalry—it's the final meeting between the two schools as members of the Big Twelve Conference—and of course will become an annual SEC rivalry game starting in 2024. Yesterday, to open 2023 SEC Media Days in Nashville, Tennessee, League Commissioner Greg Sankey made news when he announced that next year's week-long SEC Media Days event will be held in downtown Dallas at the Omni Hotel in mid-July. Bringing that event to the great state when uh, Texas and Oklahoma join, joining Texas A&M. Speaking of Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies, one of three teams featured on day one in Nashville yesterday, along with LSU and Missouri. Fisher, of course, fielded plenty of questions concerning last year's 5-7 and seven finish. It was a year that included a, a loss to Appalachian State early, a six-game losing streak that was the program's worst stretch in 50 years. And most of the questions focus on last year's overall offensive failure for AM. They finished 101st out of 131 teams in points per game. Fisher has hired former Arkansas, Louisville, and Atlanta Falcons head coach Bobby Petrino to take over play-calling duties, but still not official word. <laughs> Who is going to call the plays in Aggieland? Get your popcorn ready this season. Day two of SEC Media Days today featuring Auburn, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, and the two-time defending national champion Georgia Bulldogs. Baseball last night. Game one of that marquee midseason matchup between the top two teams in the American League went to the Texas Rangers. Rangers win it in Arlington, 3-2 over the Tampa Rays. Aroldis Chapman earned his first win since being traded to Texas. He tossed a scoreless ninth inning, and the Rangers played the game-winning run in the bottom of the frame on a wild pitch that allowed pitch runner Josh Smith to scamper home. Nathan Eovaldi will make his first start since his All-Star Game appearance tonight in Game 2 facing Taj Bradley. Astros had the night off. They opened a series in Colorado tonight. Red Hot Round Rock Express were also open last night. They... Open a homestand tonight with the Reno Aces, 7:05 at Dell Diamond. Another highlight moment for Shohei Otani last night in the Bronx. Game's best player launched a two-run homer in the seventh inning of the Angels' series opener with the New York Yankees. That tied the game at three. Halos went on to win it four to three in ten innings. That was Otani's big league leading 35th long ball of the season. In the NFL, Monday's deadline for franchise players to agree to long-term contracts passed without deals for the three running backs who have been franchised. Saquon Barkley in New York, Josh Jacobs in Vegas, and Tony Pollard of the Cowboys. Barkley and Jacobs plan to skip training camp when they open next week. For New York and Vegas, they won't be fined because they haven't signed their franchise tag tender. Pollard had already signed his. In the NBA last night, Cleveland Cavaliers captured the NBA Summer League Championship in Vegas with a win over the Houston Rockets, 99-78. Um, ahead of that game, the second of the Rockets' first two first-round draft picks, Cam Whitmore out of Villanova, was named the Summer League MVP. Best player in Vegas this summer. Nice pick for the Rockets at pick 20.
0: This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. You know, you can walk Otani. You know you can walk him, right? You don't have to let him come the bat up to flip.
1: How about the bat flip? He oh, had yeah. It must have flipped five times after he belted <laughs> that thing into the New York night. And uh, his third straight game with a homer. is 35th on the year. And yes, you can pitch around him because uh, you'd much rather face the guy next. Uh, the face you know, anybody. What is it, Mickey Moniak? The young guys yeah. behind him. Anybody. He went three for four last night. He's batting 306. He's got 35 bombs. Uh, unbelievable.
0: And that's on his way to 60.
1: Yeah, well, he's going to flirt with it. He's going to flirt with it. And um, you know, that's that obviously was going to become the center of attention in baseball. The, the trade conversation about the, the Angels. But every game they win. You know, they're 47 and 48, so they're one game under five hundred, but they're yep. in the wild card. Mixed reports on where this is. The owner, Artie Moreno, is going to have uh, the ultimate say, and he is uh, on record at least of late, saying as long as they have a chance to make the playoffs, he won't be traded. Yep. I'm assuming there's some disagreement with that within their higher up, upper organization because just because you make the wild card or you know sneak your way in the wild card doesn't mean you're an actual World Series contender with the pitching staff that they have and the Mike Trout injury and the other issues they have on that organization. Uh, and, of course, Shohei Otani can walk as soon as his season is over and go wherever he wants for however much he can make as a free agent. I would imagine the uh, there are those in the Angel organization who would like to try to get a King's Ransom for the best player in the oh, game. Oh, yeah. As much but, as you can get. Yeah, man. Uh, but that's going to be an ongoing – I mean, gosh, it's just – well, he wants to win games. He, yes. he,
0: he can break all the records. He knows he can do that. Well, he's almost single-handedly
1: he is, winning games for them now. Yeah,
0: but he wants, to, he wants to win-win. So <laughs> yeah. if they – I don't know what else you build around him.
1: Well, they don't have enough, right? And that's right. the problem. That's why he likely is not to stay there no matter what you offer him. He can look at the, the state of the organization and the pitching staff beyond him. Uh, the lineup beyond he and Mike Trout and say, you know, they've given a huge contract to Anthony Rendon off of the Nationals World Series win a couple years ago. He hasn't paid dividends. Mike Trout can't stay healthy these days. And, uh, yeah, you I mean, it's uh, – I mean, he, he is – at 28 years old, he's the game's best and certainly one of the best to ever play baseball. And I uh, that, that next two weeks is going to be really, really scintillating of how that plays out with L.A. And you wonder who lines up well, – if they do put him on the market – and you'd be silly not to inquire if you're a contending team, and you know because you know if you're going to lose him at the end of the year for nothing, sure. Well, what's what offer could get him at least even for three months? And we talked about this with the Rangers. They have the most fertile farm system in all of baseball, and they had just had another MLB draft where they added a lot of another nice pieces to that, that 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 deep farm system that they could include. And that's what the Angels would be looking for, uh, you know, high end minor league prospects, but also probably some major league-ready prospects, right, guys who can come oh, in and yeah. help that lineup immediately. The Rangers have both. I mean, and the Rangers could put an Ezekiel Duran in a trade, the young shortstop uh, who's having a heck of a year. Uh, they could put some of their higher-end prospects or even some of the guys they just drafted. Um, but, you know, that too is to be seen. The Dodgers, you know, Yankees could get involved. I mean, the Yankees aren't very good right now, Buck. They're, no. they're in last place in the East. And uh, they blew another one last night. The blowing of leads, oh. right? They're up three one in the seventh, and Walk uh, have a chance to to win that game. And he belts the home run. It's three three. You lose four three in the ninth. And so you know that's the thing with Otani. He's not just hitting home runs. He's hitting big home runs. He's hitting game tying, go ahead kind of late inning home runs. That uh, does he
0: want to be a Met?
1: Does he want to be a who wants to be a mutt? That's what I'm thinking. Who would ever want that? Um, you know that they they have the highest payroll in the game already for their billionaire. <laughs> but they're owner. losing. Uh, but they aren't winning either. It's a rough baseball summer in New York City uh, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, the Braves. Braves are a name. Make, I mean, they're already really good uh, with the seven or eight all-stars that they had. Uh, Rangers are already really good. They can go toe-to-toe with anybody. And I'll say this again for the Rangers. If you get him in their lineup and then you let him sit for a while, let that blister heal on his finger, and you can bring him back to pitching when that's fully healthy.
0: Oh, yeah, because you're already hitting. So, I mean, you have been great,
1: you're having a great year hitting the ball anyway. Yeah, best offense in the game. And he would also help your pitching staff. And uh, you know, Raulds Chapman was a great pickup for them in the month of July to you know, bring that 102 mile an hour fastball to their bullpen. Uh, they could be the Rangers are likely working to add another piece or two to that to that bullpen to shore it up. Uh, but man, Hotani takes you from real contender for the World Series to to favorite in my mind. Give him a billion. Well, and yeah, then you would get to the idea of what would we sign him? Could we sign him? But man, if if, if it would guarantee you a or at least give you the best chance maybe in the history of your organization to win a World Series, to take a team that's already really good and shore up two huge problems, one more big bat in the lineup and then another top-of-the-rotation ace to go with Nathan Evaldi and, and their yeah, pitching staff. Yeah, plus he's going
0: to see that. He understands how good they are, too.
1: Well, that's going to be a, a conversation to follow. Also conversations to follow at SEC Media Days, which we'll get into coming up. Uh, big 12 conversation coming off of the, uh, the coaches convention that's going on down there in Houston and – uh, it's franchise tag signing day, came and went, no long-term deal for Saquon Barkley. It's going to be a uh, Le'Veon Bell-esque stare down in New York, you have to think. Josh Jacobs in Vegas and taking so these the same So these guys aren't stance.
0: losing money until games, correct? Correct.
1: Correct. They, under the new CBA rules, they can't be fined for missing training camp. The as, as, as minute they sign that franchise tender, they're officially under contract. Uh, until they do, they're not under contract. So, But now they can't sign a long-term deal. No, so, they're done with that. That, had, that passed at 3 o'clock yesterday. And, um, you know, now what's your next leverage? You know, is it to disrupt Giants training camp so much that, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is for, for Saquon Barkley. The, if you want to compare it to the Le'Veon Bell situation, he – uh, I would say just go home. Um, Le'Veon Bell, that didn't do him any favors oh, in no, 2018 when he sat out the season for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He lost a year of sal- – because, look, even if he signs the tender – Saquon Barker's gonna make ten million dollars next year, ten point something something million dollars. It's not like they're not offering any money, he wants more than that. And he wants more long term security in this contract, his second contract. But this is the new strategy for teams. And they they're unapologetic about it. It's draft a running back high who can help us, run his tires off,
0: and ten million Franchise tag plenty. him one
1: time and then let him go. Yeah. This is the new strategy. And for so so, you know, unless B. John Robinson in Atlanta and who was it? The uh, the kid Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama with the twelfth pick to Detroit last April. they better plan on it, you know, unless something dramatically changes in the market in the next three to four years. You know, just
0: the way it's going to go. Yeah, you're
1: probably going to be in the same boat where the team's going to let you play out that rookie contract. Uh, you know, and, and again, the, Joe Fan is is at some level rightfully not going to cry a river for Saquon or for Bijan Robinson to make over thirteen million dollars this year. On his rookie contract, that that four year guaranteed rookie deal makes him pretty good money over the first four years. But you know, Bijan's 21 right now. When he's 25, and that contract is up, he's going to want to cash in on the next big contract. And he but, may
0: not be able to. But you know, depending I heard, depending on what happens in Atlanta.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, I heard Rod Babers giving the numbers yesterday on the afternoon show that the the NFL has has 20 years of anecdotal evidence that says after their 27th birthday. Running backs begin a steady decline, and when they're thirty, I mean the 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 production drops off at about a fifteen to twenty percent clip year by year from twenty seven to twenty eight to twenty nine to thirty. So teams are looking at that, saying, "Well, I'm not going to sign a twenty five or twenty six year old running back to a big contract because I'm about to get his worst years, and by the time he's thirty years old, he's done." Now you can find the outliers in that, the Emmett Smiths of the world, and um, you know some guys who have who have longer been able to maintain longer, but just the if you're if you're an NFL team, you're just looking at it, man, we've got twenty years of data on all the running backs. And the data says do not start sign do not sign them to a big deal after they're twenty-six years old. That's the Cowboys about that Zeke Elliott deal and how much they they got out of that. Uh that's just the the, the deal. And again, there's for if you're if you're Saquon Barkley, I mean, best case scenario would be just take the franchise tag this year, make ten million, do it again next year, make ten, you know, twelve million or whatever that number is gonna be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is for those guys, but um That's right. He has another year to do that. Well, cuz again, the franchise tag is a guaranteed year. One of just one, but that 10 million if he got hurt in game 1, it would be 10 million guaranteed. Um and that's that's not chump change. No. But it's not what the wide receiver position is making right now and other skill position players, and that's what the running backs are fighting for, but I think they're fighting an uphill battle when you look at the, you know, the only three only three players who are going to play their franchise on a franchise tag this year are running backs. And all three are coming off their best year of their careers. And Saquon right. Barkley, Josh Jacobs, and Tony Pollard. Uh, those three play. Well, you know, Barkley and, and Jacobs have to sign theirs. But at some point, you, you can skip a couple weeks of training camp and not cost you and yourself any money. But you probably want to show up <laughs> and get in play. And I think the teams know that. It doesn't do them any good to not play. Because uh, that, 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 they don't get paid at all at that point.
0: Yeah, they're going to tell I I, I, can't, I, don't, I don't see Saquon Barkley sitting out. I mean, he... He'll sit out some weeks at training camp, but he'll be ready for game one. Yeah.
1: Well, and it's also because it says stop stop letting teams do this to running backs. If the info says that, then make it where they don't have limits on their rookie deals. And that's, I guess you could fudge with the market. Same time, organizations will say, look, we're not. This is why the debate comes up. Should we even take a running back in the first round? No matter his talent, it becomes problematic, especially when we can find production at the position later in the draft and, you know, we can we can you know, Tony Pollard was a fourth round draft pick. God help it if
0: he has a great year. Yeah,
1: well well think about Tony Pollard. He was a fourth round pick. And the Cowboys have used him and he had his best year. He's gonna be there. I mean, they've gotten maximum value out of that fourth round pick. For and, sure. Um that's that's the argument that the other teams would make to change the rules. They're just saying, look, we just won't take running backs that early. We'll we'll take the other positions that are that we were, are willing to invest long term dollars in because be fair to the teams. There's not, you know, a defensive rush, defensive end, or a left tackle, or a quarterback. To, the, the anecdotal evidence would tell you that they don't drop off in production after their 26th birthday. You know, the, you know, a great left tackle can be able to, oh, yeah, a great left tackle for, for years. 12 years. Yep. Um, you know, a pass rusher plays deep into their 30s, and you still get great production out of them. Uh, there is a point, though, where Father Time catches up to everybody. But unfortunately for running backs, it's a little sooner. The numbers say it just comes sooner. It comes sooner. So. That's where it is, and I don't know what Barkley and Jacobs are going to do. We'll follow that. Training camp's open Wednesday. New York Jets are the first team in. And uh, one of the things to follow with the New York Jets is they've been linked a little bit to Dalvin Cook. Yeah, because He's, he's a running, running back that's still hanging the out there. DeAndre Hopkins has now signed that Titans Tennessee Titans deal, which I still don't get. Uh, but he's going to Tennessee to maximize his last contract at 31 years old. Uh, but, that's
0: exactly what that is.
1: You know, if you're the New York Jets and you've made the trade for – Aaron Rodgers, however that's going to play out. You, Whatever Aaron Rodgers is is in New York this year, it is a huge upgrade to what they had last year, For right? sure. Can we all agree to that? Whatever your opinion personally of Aaron Rodgers is, he is better by 10 miles what they had last year. Whatever they rolled
0: out, yes, he's better.
1: And really anything they've had in the recent memory at quarterback in New York. Uh, so they're better there. Their defense was top five last year with Robert Sala, the head coach. That's his, the defense, is his thing.
0: What they need is insurance for the running back that they had get hurt last yeah, year. Yeah,
1: right? I mean, once you think Brees Hall was there? Speaking of, remember, uh, the Jets took Brees Hall, the, the great Iowa State running back, in the second round last yes. year. And he was off to a great start to his career and got hurt. But you can't bank on a you know, second-year running back coming off a knee injury if you're going for it, right? Well, why if you have you?
0: Aaron Rodgers, no, you need to go get Dalvin Cook if you go can. Go get Dalvin Cook. I mean, yeah.
1: Outbid somebody for him. I mean, you're the New York stinking Jets. Go get him. You pair him with Garrett Wilson and the other weapons you've added. uh, The offensive line is still
0: questionable there. If you get Brees Hall back, that's even better. Yeah,
1: now you got a two-headed monster at the position that can give you a strong running game. And if you give Aaron Rodgers a strong running game,
0: look out. You're right. Yeah, look
1: out. I don't know why the Jets don't get involved, but they are the first team into camp coming up Wednesday because they will play the Cleveland Browns in the Hall of Fame game on August the 3rd in Canton, Ohio. Uh, What a drama-filled game that'll be. Of course, it's Cleveland, which is 40 minutes away from Canton. It's Deshaun Watson. It's Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. It's hard knocks. Hard knocks, baby. Come on now. Come on now. Bring me some football. Whether you're ready for it or not, I think everybody is. But uh, those will be the ongoing questions. Because uh, now that uh, the DeAndre Hopkins situation has been resolved, uh, the Dalvin Cook situation is the last one to, where's he going to end up? And, you know, in – in that AFC East, it could be the difference, right? Miami is interested. The Jets. Oh, yeah. They've been talking about Buffalo getting involved in Dalvin Cook. Well, those are the three teams in that same division, and the margins between those three teams seem pretty narrow.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and Dalvin and Cook a solid running back like that will help a lot.
1: Well, and Dalvin Cook is another example of the, the age issue that the the running back position deals, deals with. He's 27. He's 27 years old, so he's right at that critical mass point where – you know, can we get him on a one-year or a two-year deal? Which Dalvin Cook, of course, and is like probably you said, the Jets longer. should be
0: able to do that.
1: They should. Yeah. But again, Dalvin Cook and his people are pushing for a longer contract in oh. two years. The numbers would say don't sign him beyond his thirtieth birthday, and that's really, I think, where the Dalvin Cook thing sits. I mean, yeah, that's
0: a two max. Yeah, for him, two max.
1: Highly incentivized, but give him pretty good money in the first year at for least. Sure. Because if you're the Jets, you're, you're trying to do something you haven't done in a long time, and that's that's go for it. Be a real relevant factor. In that division and in that conference, I don't see why they don't go after it, but because uh, the Dalvin Cook's still a good player, the one of the reasons the Vikings got rid of him is they were too expensive at receiver and, they had another and quarterback. Nice running back behind him. Well, the yeah, exactly they had Alexander Madison yep. waiting to play, kind of like Zeke Elliott with Tony Pollard. Alexander Madison's ready to be the one, cheaper. and he's cheaper. And they have ex- an expensive quarterback in Kirk Cousins. They have expensive receivers, and they needed to rebuild their defense because their defense was trash. So, well, we can't invest in a running back when we already have a good running back. No, we got
0: to do some of our defense. got to fix
1: our defense, and I don't know if they've done that, but the Vikings are coming off a playoff season and a division championship. So, uh, man, football, it's here. We're talking football. Love it. Can we we hear from Jimbo Fisher coming up? I I really can't believe what I heard yesterday, and and Aggie fans will snicker, but when you hired Bobby Petrino to fix the worst offense the program's seen in, in, in decades, and he still won't commit to him as the play caller.
0: He's talking about everything, but I mean, he—he'll tell you everything. It's almost but. like he's playing games, well, he or is. he's just—is he—is he trying to be the center of attention at these? Media or is he events? trying to be the the
1: sly cat in the weeds? <laughs> he's just... not—he's
0: not the sly cat.
1: Well, we'll let you hear Jimbo Fisher in his own words when asked yesterday the obvious question: Hey, how's it going with you and Bobby Petrino?
0: No, you, who's going to
1: call the plays? I mean, you knew that was coming. If you're Jimbo Fisher, you couldn't be surprised by the question. Got all you,
0: summer to figure out that answer.
1: As I mentioned in the headlines, they they ranked 101st out of 131 teams in points scored last year per game. Uh, it needs fixed. You brought in a guy in Bobby Petrino who's regarded as one of the best offensive innovators and play callers in the game, whether he was at Arkansas or Louisville or the Atlanta Falcons. He's trying
0: to make himself relevant as the head coach. Your check says you're pretty relevant.
1: Does, can Jimbo Fisher's ego get out of the way You no. just say, you know what? What's best for this program right now is me getting my locker room in order, <laughs> restoring some order to That's guys true. smoking in the boys' room, That's and right. getting in trouble off the field, and let Bobby Petrino run the offense. He can do it. Track record tells you he can. Uh, I got DJ Durkin running my defense. I just need to be the CEO here, guys, and get this thing back on track. Because we went five and seven last year. We were terrible. Uh, we had a six-game losing. Streak. you could
0: only say the boys smoking in the boys' room, I got to get that <laughs> straight. That would be great. That would be that would be fabulous for college football.
1: This has stopped trying to downgrade running backs. It will come back around. Look, I'm not trying to downgrade anything. I'm just telling you where the market is. The market tells you everything you need to know
0: and so it's what been, the value it's, of that. By the way, it's is. been like that for a while. It has
1: nothing to do with what we say on no. this radio show. The market is the market, and um, it, it likely will cycle back. I would guess, but right now these running backs that are in this mix, it's. It's been trending for quite a while. Well,
0: Atlanta's got the one that could change that if it changes. So we'll see. Well, and they're already getting giving
1: glowing reviews for B. John Robinson, and even the veterans, guys like Grady Jarrett in Atlanta, talking about, man, this guy's got something special. And that's only through mini camps, right? And just running around in gym shorts. But uh, training camp for the Falcons will open up coming up this month as well. Cowboys and the rest of the league will be in camp by next week. We'll come back. Talk. I got NFL. We will hear from Jimbo Fisher in his own words. Also, some B and E facts of the day. Glad you're with us on a Tuesday here on the show, of the people.
0: It's Bucky and Aaron.
1: Yeah, how about this little Tears for Fears because uh, we've already had several texts from folks who were at the Moody Center last night to see Tears for Fears. It says, guys, here it is, 608 on the text line. Guy saw Tears for Fears at Moody Center last night. Great show. He was moved. Moved. This guy says, Buck, I feel your pain because you were up late playing poker with your buddies last night. He says, I was up way too late. Got two hours of sleep, but worth it. Got to see Tears for Fears last night at Moody Center. There you go. The 80s pop band. Love that sound. It's kind of cool, cool 80s, 80s pop. Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. From Tears for Fears. Uh, yeah, Moody Center booking in a great uh, schedule and uh, great shows coming through there week by week uh, for sure. So hope, glad you enjoyed that. Good way to spend a, a Monday night, unless you could have been watching Pogo Stick Palooza on ESPN <laughs> like it was on, or Shohei Otani belting a big home run, Rangers beating the Rays in a matchup of the best two teams in the American League, or... Like I was yesterday, as much as I could, try to take in uh, SEC media days around a busy day. Uh, but the SEC was uh, having their, how about this, you how about you know what difference in conferences? The Pac-12, Buck, which is falling apart, they still don't have a media rights deal as we sit here on July the so 18th. So they don't have
0: media days. They have a media day. Media day, right?
1: All, ten, all day. 12 teams will be Friday. I guess they get one day at the convention center or something. I don't know. They have, they have media day. Uh, SEC goes four days. Four days. Uh, today, and then four. they had three teams yesterday, LSU, and m included. Today they have four, including Georgia. And they'll be the center of attention with back-to-back national championships and Kirby Smart. Alabama will be center stage tomorrow. And then uh, they'll wrap up with three teams, including Tennessee on Thursday. And Tennessee just got smacked by those NCAA oh, yeah. uh, sanctions. So they'll be – and obviously they're right there. It's in Nashville. Uh, Vanderbilt, the hometown school, will be uh, there today as well. Vanderbilt's about uh, – three miles from that Grand Hyatt Hotel on Broadway where they're holding the event. Right down uh, the road. Not far out of downtown Nashville to the Vanderbilt campus. But, um so that's going on. Yeah, four days. And, and as we, not sh- shockingly, but it was made official yesterday by Greg Sankey, that next year, next July, middle of July, SEC Media Days will be in Dallas.
0: Now, for some reason, I thought a couple years ago. I think they were planning on it got scrubbed. Did it get scrubbed or did they ever, they, they, ever, they never had it? Because was it going to be at... uh no, it was going to be up in frisco at that facility i thought well and that cuz one year we covered
1: big 12 media days and they had it out at the star complex in frisco yes now i think part of that was jerry jones wanted to show off his new practice facility okay. to the assembled media was, say, big 12 but then we were told that the because the, the big 12, look i'm a fan here cuz you know the sec is the, the biggest and best football conference and they announced that next year's event will be in downtown dallas at the omni hotel Mm-hmm. Which is where the Big 12's event used to be. It did, yes, and it was fine. It's a big convention center or a big uh, convention K hotel, ladies the whole and, deal. And it's you know, but and and the, the Big Twelve decided let's do it in Jerry World because this is where we hold our championship game. We'll do it on the field. This is where everybody's trying to get back to. But when you're there at Jerry World, it's, it's kind of too big, right? It's kind of massive. Oh yeah, uh, and it's you know, the so sound. need
0: to continue to show that thing the, off.
1: The sound isn't great uh, because it's you're in a big. Football stadium when they do the big things on the podium. I'm okay with the SEC doing it at hotels. You know, I think I think it, it's easier for the media to cover it and um, you know come straight down from your hotel room. Don't have to worry about parking, all those kind of things. Well, you got to park at the hotel, which isn't cheap. Oh, but, oh uh, yeah, I've, uh, that was
0: that was when I was putting money in the in the meter there before midnight and running out and and then changing and putting the car somewhere else. I remember those days of being there.
1: Yeah, well, listen, I mean, parking costs at hotels and down in downtown areas will. That'll force you into Uber. They just won't even rent. Because you, you, you save on the rental car and you save on parking. Now, if you drive into the city, then you kind of have to go there. But, oh man, just, just Uber. Just Uber and drop me off. We did that recently. We were in I Nashville. I swear the
0: Van Zandt is something like $70 a night. Yeah. I mean, $70 to park your car? Man, if
1: you're there two nights, that's 140 bucks on top of what that hotel cost was. Oh, yeah. yeah, We were, the, just, in, we were just in Nashville last month for my daughter's birthday, and we stayed at that hotel, the Grand Hyatt, right in downtown on Broadway. And, yeah, parking's like 50 bucks. A night,
0: I always find a place on the street. I... Mm, do you I, that you? With that, I don't like it with that rental car. That's and you're kind of walking blocks with your luggage here in Austin. Oh, in
1: Austin? Well, you you know you know this town, so you maybe you know where the the slick parking is. I don't know where that is. Where I'm not going to get towed. I'm not going to get a ticket. I'm not. Oh, gonna you get...
0: have you have you have your guy too, don't you? I do have my guy. Got his guy. That's right. I got a guy. He's got a guy. Yeah. Well.
1: That, that, that's that important helps. to have a guy that, that really does it's just one spot but then you got to walk wherever you're going but it still works to be parked
0: in downtown oh, yeah. it's pretty center
1: of town most of the garages these days are only like 10 bucks for like four or five hours have yeah. they come
0: down with prices
1: i i that i have noticed they have it says at least downtown Austin. he says guys don't forget the resort fee yeah you oh, get no, your never, bill and no, like, no. oh what's the resort fee did i pay that what happened Resort feed? That's oh, for
0: everybody else taking a sauna.
1: Oh, and my taxes are through the roof because you're building a new $2 billion football stadium oh, yeah. down the street here in, in Nashville. Uh, but let's hear Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, the announcement made. Greg Sankey saying, hey, uh, we're coming to Texas next year for this event to uh, welcome Texas and Oklahoma in to the conference. Aggies are probably going, oh, man, why didn't you come to Texas before they came into the conference? I don't know what's going on there. Uh didn't happen. but." Uh, We'll also get into Greg Sankey because outside of that announcement and then just, you know, paying respects to the late, great Mike Leach, which he did yesterday. Because last year, Mike Leach was Mm -hmm. putting on a comedy show at SEC Media Days. And, of course, he passed away in December, shockingly. Uh, But he really went all in, Greg Sankey did, on the new name, image, and likeness bill that was passed in the state of Texas and went into effect here in July. Uh, Not a fan. So we'll get you details on that coming up. Uh, But let's hear from from, uh, Jimbo Fisher yesterday. Five and seven a year ago, expectations you know have to be for for much much better than that for Jimbo. Here was a little bit from his uh, conversations with the assembled media in Nashville.
0: We feel very comfortable what we're doing, how we're doing it. I mean, we're not going to get into schemes and schematics. I'm not going to sit there and tell you what we're going to do. Uh, but at the same time, say people don't realize he and I were friends a long time ago. We, we we've had a great, great admiration for each other and what we've done and how we've done things. And he studied us. We studied him. So like, we don't care, Jimbo. Give us the answer to the question. He won't answer it. I know. He says everything but the answer.
1: Like, who's calling plays was the question. Who's calling the plays? Who's in charge of the offense? Yeah, well, we're not going to get
0: into that. Well, he's in charge of the offense, but I'm going to call the plays. Okay, thank you. That's all we needed to know. Can't even get that, though. I know. Sound more and more like (laughs) Boom Hour. Yeah, now. Yeah, he. uh, I'm leaning more towards he's still calling plays, but the 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 day to day offense stuff and the meetings and stuff guess guess who's going to be doing that but
1: how does that like would Bobby Petrino remember Bobby Petrino had been named the head coach at UNLV like he had taken a head coaching job do you think he would have left for a And M if he wasn't in charge of play calling he's in charge of the offense not, not if you're not I don't know man I mean I, I, that's why I'm assuming that he's playing a little coy here that you know Bobby Petrino he had a head coaching job he was going to coach at UNLV. Uh, and be the boss. And is he going to move? And he's it? still
0: making more money than he was going to get at sure. UNLV. Yeah,
1: but I don't know that he leaves that because remember he had accepted the position and then said, "No, no, I'll go to a i I'll go to a And M. and run the offense." You would think, but who knows? I mean, I, I think he talked to even Aggie fans. They're not sure that um, they're they're going to stay confident that they can turn this around after averaging you know twenty two points a game last season. Um,
0: yeah, I think Jimbo will learn his offense. Bobby Petrino's offense Ooh, and be, be a, the play caller, that and then would be the other, a bad idea because his offense is old and stale, and it's the well, same I mean, offense. No, no, he no, no, not his. You learn what Bobby Petrino does, he, and learn what to do and how to call those well, plays.
1: And you could also glean some stuff from the Aggie players who were there. Uh, you know, Aeneas Smith, the receiver, was there. McKinley. Uh, uh, oh, the they big, talk big glowingly tech. about what well, Bobby
0: Petrino does.
1: Yes, and they're talking about the tempo in which they're using. right? I mean that that you can you can get that from the team that they're going faster. Uh, they're not huddling up. They're going <laughs> tempo. They're not going behind the line and huddling up and coming in. Yeah, and the, and the great defensive tackle kid said, "Look, we we we're feeling it, man. You got you got to play at a faster pace. Uh, we got to be ready for that. It, it really challenges our defense. So there are changes coming, and that's why the fact that Jimbo Fisher doesn't want to be, you know, candid and open with what the, what they're doing, then he doesn't
0: want to be left that's out. His, that's
1: his choice. Uh, he can he can be Jimbo because I do think Jimbo's somewhat, and I'm speculating here, but I don't think he was real happy that he was forced to make. To give up the duties, right? I don't think he was happy.
0: Oh well, no. Uh,
1: because his, his way has worked. I won a national championship. We've won with this offense. Oh, that was I don't, a while
0: back now, Coach.
1: And you, you're paying me a good money, to let me run my offense. Let me run my team. We had a bad year. Yes, I'll get it fixed. But you know, guys like that don't like to be told from the big brass what you have to do. So is this his way of, okay, I've given the offense to Bobby Petrino, but I'm still going to be surly about it. You know, I'm still going to oh, be... Yeah. Oh,
0: no, he's definitely going to be surly about it. I, I just, I think Bobby Petrino will be the play caller, yeah or or i'm I'm sorry, I think Jimbo Fisher will still be the play caller, but it'll be Bobby Petrino's plays, it'll be his designs okay. his his offense interesting, so he should know he'll he'll be able hopefully he'll be able to get it by the time the season comes e and then still be able to to call those plays it won't be jimbo's it won't be jimbo's offense that we're 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 seeing any longer,
1: no, well, and that's uh, we talked about that with with Steve Sarkeesian bringing in like guy like Paul Christ as just a special assistant to the head coach, mm-hmm. different set of eyes. Now, again, you, you hire Bobby Treanor to be your scout, saying, hey, here, here's what's wrong with your offense, Jimbo. Here's what you need to do. Let me help you with that. And then let Jimbo go back to calling the plays. That's going to be concerning or, or confusing. But I would say it can't be worse than it was last year. I, I mean, you, you could watch entire game. Their game with, with Appalachian State last year, oh, my gosh. I mean, the offense was so junior varsity. It was so remedial. It was, and and Appalachian State, who's not a great team, it came easy to stop them. I mean, they were having an easy time stopping the offense because it was predictable. And that was the Aggies all year long uh, in a five and seven campaign. So it's got to be better. For
0: me at Boston College, it was Tom Coughlin's offense, period. He was calling the plays, Jack Bignell was the head coach.
1: Uh, okay. Tom know, Coughlin ran and again. And he
0: ran, I mean, he he was I mean, that guy was brilliant. Well, and that uh, guy uh, with John McGivic, it was Gene Dahlquist that was the offensive coordinator. He coordinated us all, he did all the meeting stuff. McGivic was sliding to me, but John, called the play. But it was his off, but it was John's offense and he was not giving up that to anybody. Now you could call a play, but it would come through his headset and guess what he would do if he didn't like it? Change it. <laughs> yes, he would change it right on the fly.
1: Right, I get that. And look in Austin, there's no secret. Steve Sarkeesian runs the offense. And right. There are people that criticize that. That you know, this is a big job, Sark. You're trying to do everything. Maybe you should give that up and let somebody else call plays. You know, the fourth quarters that we keep having trouble with. Maybe we'd be better there because um, you know we need to be over coaching the team. Uh, so that, you know, but those conversations are three,
0: the the uh, the other stuff, you know, the peripheral stuff outside of the football, he's he's done a pretty good job of handling that.
1: Well, and you can hear in Sark's voice that he finally feels like he has the offensive personnel to Correct. run his offense. Correct. What he wants his offense to be. Uh, up front, big humans, speed on the outside, multiple weapons, um, be, be versatile, and a quarterback who can execute the offense. That's and, right. You know, when you were last year, you know, still learning things and getting his feet wet in college football this year, he should be ready to, to open the playbook. But does Jimbo with the
0: have him. that kind of offense? I would say no. We've seen it well, over I, the last well, couple Jimbo years. Well, Jimbo
1: does have talent, right? They have an entire offensive line returning, which... You know, they took some lumps last year because they were young. we kind of like Texas. They think their offensive line is going to be improved with a season of experience. They've got Connor Wiegman at quarterback who's a five star player.
0: And maybe the tempo is a little bit better with a you know a guy who's been there I mean, for a year now.
1: They got a first team all SEC receiver in Muhammad on the outside yep. to go with Evan Stewart, who is one of the top recruits in the state of Texas and the country. So their receivers, Anea Smith is back. So you got three really good receivers. Um and you know, they'll find a running game. They have to replace Devin A. Chain. Uh, and by go. the
0: way, the kids know that, too, of what your offense is like. You know, they've been in, and they go, this, really? Yeah. Are we doing this, coach? Are we doing this crap again? Well, that's why
1: get your popcorn ready, because if all, if, they're, if they're scoring points and the offense is, is improved, I think everybody will be in harmony. But the question is going to come, what if it struggles? And who, who points fingers at who? Is it Petrino? Is it Jimbo? Is it, you know, if the struggles resume and they're having a hard time scoring points like they were last year. Yeah,
0: if they're 102. Yeah, they have 102
1: 101 out of 131 teams in total points per game. That was a problem last year. Uh, all right, we'll pick up uh, more from the SEC Media Days day 1 including Greg Sankey's uh, oh, you know, just pulled no punches on his criticism of the new state law here in Texas uh that he called a race to the bottom at the state legislature level when it comes to name, image, and likeness. We'll get you details on that coming up. Also, we're from Sark, coming out of uh, his coach's school appearance down in Houston. Wide-ranging conversation he had with the assembled high school coaches in the state about uh, his need for them and uh, the way he's going to recruit and all things going on with Texas football. That's all part of a busy Tuesday, plus some B&E facts of the day coming up. We'll hit those on the other side of this quick timeout as we roll forward on a Tuesday here on the show of the people. FM 1625, FM 1327, that intersection going to be compromised with a crash on the south side. Uh, here's one reported near Tesla Road at FM 973. Of course, that's a busily traveled area on the east side, and you do have a wreck uh, to navigate around in that region. Uh, should be clearing soon, we hope. As far as uh, the main lanes, the major thoroughfares. Again, routine backups. Northbound I-35 headed toward Onion Creek Parkway, and slaughter is slow. And the southbound out of Round Rock starting to build up toward Parmer and Breaker, and then 290 for the deck going to be heavy. I'm Don Miller, That's traffic. Sharp Vision Modern LASIK, folks, the official LASIK provider of Austin FC and the official LASIK provider of yours truly. Going on four years now, four years this fall, is when I got in there to Sharp Vision, had that procedure done, and I'm still uh, no need for the helper glasses doing the show every morning. I, I'm seeing just fine. Wake up every day with clear, hassle-free vision, and that thanks to our friends at, at, our friends at Sharp Vision. And you can, too. As I tell you, 9, nine out of 10 people. Who get into Sharp Vision and take advantage of that free eye test, discover that there is a procedure to get them through their their vision issues. Whether it's the glasses that you're dealing with, the um, the deteriorating vision, reading screens and all that, or if it's just you've been in contacts for a long, long time and dealing with that and the cost and the hassle of those those uh, those things, uh, they can get you through it, and they have the procedure for you. Nine out of ten people discover that at Sharp Vision Modern Lasik. Also, the uh, the great offer going on right now in the month of July for the summer. The ability to uh, to, guarantee, to get guaranteed financing for up to two years with no interest. And so, again, you've got plenty of time to pay off the procedure so you get the clear vision, saving money on the glasses and the contacts, and seeing hassle free every single day. You're also working with the best. Dr. Nicholas Lancaster and his team there at Sharp Vision have been voted three consecutive go rounds. The uh, best of the best in that Austin American Statesman, best of the best reader poll in the corrective eye LASIK category. So you can't go wrong there either. They're simply the best. Uh, give them a call, set up that easy appointment, 596 2020. That's 512 Nine six or just jump online where most of us book appointments these days. Go to sharp-vision.com. That's sharp with an E, dash vision.com. Sharp Vision Modern LASIK, the official LASIK provider of Austin FC. More from day one of SEC Media Day is coming up. Also more from Steve Sarkeesian from uh, Coaches School and the Texas High School Coaches Convention down in uh, downtown Houston. We'll get that coming up. Into our coach's corner next hour, plus the headlines at the top of the hour. Shohei Otani hit another home run last night. It was a big one, 35th. He did it in the seventh inning, down 3-1 to one. his team. That tied the ball game. They went on to beat your, your New York Yankees, Buck.
0: Yeah, he's slapping some home runs late in ball games, too. Yeah, he's just
1: such a hard out right now. Um, that's why you said walk the guy. I mean, really, Why? Yeah. Would, you got Mickey Moniak coming up next. What are you doing? Um, now we have
0: Mickey Mantle coming up next. Walk <laughs> know, this dude.
1: I know, uh, Yankees blew another lead. They did it yesterday. They did it on Sunday. Um, you know, hitting has been an issue for the Yankees this year. Aaron Judge's injury's been a problem, but now their bullpen is uh, getting leaky. And uh, Otani took advantage that's of that. I don't
0: see Aaron Judge coming back anytime soon.
1: Well, torn ligament in your toe with a big guy like that. Um, you know, that's you know, they've talked about. He's he's taken two or three of those PRP shots. Yep, trying to. You know, it's a big
0: body carrying around
1: big old boy and um yeah and obviously a lot of pressure on that toe when you're in the batter's box and playing the outfield but uh we'll see with the yankees they need him back desperately also in our b&e facts of the day segment uh the, it is official now uh, hbo has announced the new york jets will be the team on hard knocks and it will be premiere on august the 8th august the 8th so they'll be starting to attain footage on wednesday when the jets open training camp what do you think that Aaron Rodgers walking into the facility for the first time at Jets training camp will be. Huh? How about that? You know, remember when we had the Green Bay one where he walked out of the car looking like Nicolas Cage or something with the wife beater?
0: He's going to come in ready to go.
1: Yeah, he's going to come in looking clean.
0: Yeah, he'll be ready to play.
1: I think he's got a little sense of urgency here, chip on his shoulder. He's got something to prove, which I think is good. And I think he wants
0: to prove to people he's going to be there for more than a year. This is not a one-year deal with him.
1: It's what he's trying to to indicate. And he says yep. he feels great. He loves to being in the city and being in New York and – has been uh, good with his teammates and ready to go. So um, that thing and
0: they got the good stuff there,
1: the good stuff. Well, you can like, you can find pretty much anything in New York, yep. whatever your whatever your flavor, whatever you're looking to do, you can do uh, in New York City. Also, I mentioned that uh, if you're an NBA fan, the Cleveland Cavaliers won the NBA's Vegas Summer League, which the NBA continues to push and make more and more popular. Cleveland Cavaliers won it. They're getting rings. Look at that. They're getting what? Yeah.
0: Summer league, summer league, Champions. summer league
1: rings. Yeah, it's a ring, man. They're gonna have the NBA Cup coming up in December, the in-season tournament for for a cup and a championship. And now they they're giving out rings See, to there the team. There's
0: nothing like getting guys going in a couple championship rings, mid-season rings. Guys like those things.
1: If you're and again, the the summer league is for first and second year players, right? Rookies and second year guys under 20 players to get reps and play and. I don't know get experience that's what it's about it is a good it's a good concept for development for your for your team and your young players but rings nah come on man cups cups and rings cups and rings well how about if you're a Houston Rockets fan you have to be excited because remember the Rockets had two first round picks and they took Amen Thompson with the 4th pick who's their point guard of the future very athletic and then the the Rockets according to those around the Rockets they had the kid out of Villanova Cam Whitmore mm-hmm. as a consideration uh, with that pick at four. They really liked Cam Whitmore in his game. Well, and we talked about it the day after the draft, he slid all the way to them with their 20th pick. And everyone was scratching their head. Why did this guy fall out of the top 10? Uh, there were some reports of some bad workouts that he had had and uh, whatever the reasons. Well, he ends up falling to Houston. Well, he went out there to Vegas, and he was the MVP of the Summer League. He averaged 21 points a game, uh, just showed that silky smooth.
0: And he's like a big NBA player. Well, and he's got that
1: body already. Yep. That was the thing why people were surprised if so many people passed on him. Because so many of these players come in and they're so skinny, right? They have to get in the weight room. they got to get stronger to be able to compete with grown, grown men. Well, Cam Whitmore's already got that big body. Oh, yeah. And showed that at Villanova in his first and his only year on that campus. And the Rockets feel like they got two top ten picks. And he played like it at the Summer League. Amen, Thompson played her good early, then got hurt.
0: Got that ankle hurt, yeah, right? Yeah, got his
1: ankle hurt. But the uh, Rockets are, uh, with Emei Yudoka coming in, at least finally there's a, a sense of there's a a positive direction with the Houston Rockets. It's been a while uh, since you could say that. But uh, Cam Whitmore, the MVP. I wonder if we get a ring for being the MVP. He got an MVP trophy. Did he? It's like a little plate thing. I think. <laughs> cup. Give him a cup. Give a cup. Give him plate. Got a plate. Cup, something. Cups, plates. What is That's this? Right. Wedding, wedding gifts. <laughs> Giving away. Uh, Place settings. Rings and cups. I'm kidding. Young people like that like shiny new things. And they so do give Cleveland Clad credit. They won the championship. They won the
0: ship. That'll go in the that'll go in the case.
1: know? Yeah. Well, don't lose it like you would lost your. No, I got my other one. Big Twelve championship my other from one. 1995, the first ever won. I
0: can't believe that. Guess where it was, Ty? Guess where the other one that I missed? Golf in the flag. weight room. Yeah, on the rack. Is that the same as your he shed? Yes, it was your on the shed. Is the weight room in the back yes, of your house? It's on the rack. It was on the rack. That probably shows how much you go in there.
1: <laughs> that's true. Uh, you are looking a little buff over there. You're looking, looking. I did it. I got it. Found. I'm happy about that. And that's the old Southwest Conference ring. Yes. Well, some would say that's kind of like the NBA Summer League ring because that one you shared that with like four other teams. This right? is the
0: last of the Southwest Conference. Well, ring. that's true.
1: That's the last of the Southwest Conference, and you have the first if you can find it of the Big Twelve. Yes, ninety four, ninety five. Not gonna
0: find that one. No, no. Somebody has found that one. That is not to be. That had. one's in
1: a pawn shop somewhere. Yeah. Can we return that, please, to Mr. No, Godbolt? No, I'm not going to do that. Is your that's... name on it. Yes. See, you guys know if you've got name it out there. Name on it.
0: Carpe diem.
1: Deliver that back. Get it back no, to its rightful I owner. To that
0: a, on, in a golf cart.
1: All right. We'll come back. We uh, one that's hour. Like a, in, that's
0: like somebody's wedge. You know how they return wedges these days. You, me. I'm yeah. missing one. They're gone before you even get back to you the. Go to the
1: pro shop all the time. <laughs> has anybody returned my wedge? No. Come on, why do you need my wedge? No, but it's on eBay right now. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back, Beanie on the Horn.